0: So good stuff. So how long has Unboxed Advisors been in business now? How many we just, days?
1: We we just launched this July the nineteenth.
0: July nineteenth. Woo! Cool. <laughs> this is like breakout, uh, one unboxing of unboxed advisors right on Vision Dreamy. Pros Live. That's super yeah. fun. Awesome. Yeah. You've been a CPA for how many years? I'm Sorry to age. Twenty on one years. So you started at 10? Um I started. At age 10?
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, I started at age 10. Yeah.
0: All right. <laughs> 21 years. And how many team members do you have in this, uh, in the current and unboxed advisors right now?
1: Uh, right now there's three of us. Um, cool. and we've got plans to add a couple more, um, advisors, uh, within the next, you know, three, six months. So we okay, really so looking
0: team. for great advisors out there to join you. Absolutely right as you grow and uh, all right welcome uh, very in cool. to and vision what's the act live with Jackson Callum I'm your show host we will be doing interviews for visionary entrepreneurs and guest leaders who are building fantastic visions out there episode of vision pros live I'm your host Jackson Callum founder and ceo of first class Business. And I have Susan Bryant, CPA, on the show. Um, she's got other acronym titles, but those are outside of my ballpark. I don't do acronyms. Um, so she can teach us about what those are. Or if you're listening and you know what she does, then you'll be up to speed. But if you don't, those are opportunities for you, myself, and all the visionaries out there to level up and make sure that you understand what her skill sets are and and why those things might matter. Because one of the greatest things we're guilty of as entrepreneurs is delegation by abdication. When I first heard that, I looked that word up. I had no idea what it meant. Um, And that was last year. Um, And I was like, okay, I think I get the concept of the idea. Like I should probably delegate responsibly is what's being alluded to. But I looked it up and sure enough, abdication is basically... Taking what you don't want to do and placing it on the shoulders of somebody else and saying, you do it. I'm done with this. Um, And then unplugging and never really learning what they're up to. And if there's two areas that I see entrepreneurs doing that in most commonly, it is H.R. and finances. Um, and when I'm talking about entrepreneurs, I'm talking about those who aren't investment bankers at hand, those, those who aren't financial advisors. If you're a financial advisor and you're delegating your finances irresponsibly, I don't know what you're doing in life. Um, but uh, that said, I digress. My sponsors, Ameri- I- American, IconMakerLive and capshow.com. IconMakerLive uh, helps people launch million dollar podcasts. They start with the process of helping you figure out what your high ticket offer is and build a sustainable business model and then going towards the route of launching your own podcast after learning how to get on other people's shows. It's all about the OPP, other people's podcasts. Um, with that said, that's also why Susan Bryant is coming on this show. That's why if you're a professional and you want to get hosted on a show, this is a great place to be. We're constantly looking for people to bring on, share your hero story, uh, meet some of our audience members, of course, And also get the hang of of sharing your vision with others because that's what people really care about your product or your service is secondary there's millions of people who do what you do but what makes you you is what people really care about when they consider who they're going to bring in to help them with whatever it is that you do that said capshow.com c-a-p-s-h-o.com the number one ranked AI copywriting generating uh, system for podcasters by digitalmarketer.com. Again, I highly recommend this as well. Even if you're not in the podcast space, if you have content that you're trying to get out there, this is an opportunity to upload your audio or video file. And then they give you a couple of free credits uh, with with our affiliate link. I think you get one or two extra and you can go in there. What I recommend doing is upload the episode or upload your audio and video file, and then just click as fast as you can on all the content creation buttons and let that AI go to work for you. Don't even think about it. Just get it all done first because it's gonna write your copy for you. And then from there, you can decide which elements of that copy you wanna use. Do you wanna make any tweaks to it? It does things like create sound bites for you as well by taking different portions of your episode and, and splicing those together. It can save you a world of time or it can put you light years ahead of where you would be without such a tool um their testimonials are fantastic their case studies are fantastic and it's obvious when you go into their community and you see how well they support you and help you with your growth and how much they love being there for creators like you and me Um, with that said we've got the water project as well um, that i should say we've got it i don't have any affiliation with the water project i just freaking love the vision i love what they do it's an opportunity to give back to communities who have super super severe needs These are people who don't have access to clean drinking water and you get to see what projects are available to support and help. You get to then donate either your dollar or $10 million, whatever you have disposable to help them with growth. And you get to see the impact as it happens because they share on social media, exactly what they've done. They're empowering these communities to know how to maintain these systems as well. That way the system has sustainable filtered water, um, henceforth. And you can imagine over 10, 20, 30 years, what that probably does for the people who live there um so I, I hope you take the opportunity to either give back to that or if you challenge me and you're like i know a better charity well go give to them um use this moment to be inspired to go give back so without further ado i've got susan bryant coming on board as i said to talk to us about finances and how her vision is unfolding with unboxed advisors she is new to her business not new to business And not new to the game of helping with finances. So I'm excited to unlock her vision. Susan, thank you so much for being here today.
1: Yeah, super excited to be here. Thank you so much, Jackson. It's great to be part of the show.
0: Absolutely. So, Susan, let's dive right in. Who should be listening? Why should they listen to you specifically? And what are they going to get out of today's show, do you think?
1: So, business owners, entrepreneurs, um, people who are ready to break free from the, I would say it is this chaos that has enveloped them because they have so many different things coming at them with the finances being one of the key components, but also because they know that everything that's happening in their business that is going to either go right or go wrong is going to show up in that, in that set of financials. So people who sort of understand that connection and they want to a better way they want to to talk about what should be happening versus what is happening when you talk to someone who has an accounting background like who has this you know who is a cpa or who is assisting small business owners you know and, and attempting to grow um good so why Go should they listen to me um well i'm not a, i wouldn't say that i am the expert on all things but i am a curious person and so i'm always wanting to learn more about what other people do and how they make money, and that gives me a unique perspective because I've really applied that in my whole life, and so I've gathered a lot of information working with thousands of different types of businesses over my in, in the course of my profession, you know, my in my in my career, and so I really believe that that gives me a ability to speak to business owners in a way where we can take information and cross apply it to other situations. So. Um, I think
0: that's, that's what I would say. Nice. I love it. And, uh, you covered quite a bit of the vision as well of what you do to, to serve those that, that you're working with. Let's dive a little bit deeper into that. So I know it says in 30 seconds, um, but I have more time, uh, let's expound. What does that vision look like for those that you serve? Who do you, um, again, specifically, uh, who do you love to work with? And we'll go from there.
1: So my vision is to restore the CPA profession to what it once was. And that is that we are more than just transaction oriented compliance generating report making machines. And we have ample time. And so the, you know, the, the, my vision is, is that we have ample time to ask questions to truly advise holistically our clients so that they are making more money, that they are saving money and they are protecting their wealth. Right now, the way that CPA firms are structured, it is just transactional. It's send your information in, we'll produce a report or a return and we'll send it back out. And there is not enough time, can't capacity, bandwidth, or even initiative on the part of CPAs to say, this has to end. We must stop because we are not serving our clients to the best of our ability.
0: Yes. Okay. So this is, this is interesting. You use the word restore and, uh, I'm, I take it that's before my time. Um, because what you describe is what I've pretty much always seen at any, any company I've worked with. Um, so what do we? When was that time frame when things used to function that way or what companies are doing that, that you admire?
1: Yeah, I, I think there's been a few things that have contributed to this overabundance of compliance work. And that is the, the tax law has changed dramatically. Uh, and legislation keeps on coming and coming and coming, you know, just think about the stuff from COVID, the employee retention credit, PPP loans. I mean, the tax law that was just preceding that in 2018 was like the biggest overall since 1986. We had more legislation, like there's, it's just constant, even like um, things like the Wayfair case law that changed um, sales tax nexus. That's an accounting issue. Hmm. So those types of um, components, Those types of compliance issues and this overabundance and compliance work have caused accountants to just become they just keep taking on more and more and more clients instead of saying, I'm not taking any more clients, I just want to serve the ones that I have. So I I think that is just that to me is the difference and what it is that um, should be the vision for accountants. It's, It's not sell as much work as you can and try to produce as many returns. The vision really needs to be how do we work with just the right number of customers and help them to achieve a transformation from where they are to where they want to become and work together to make sure that that is financially viable for both parties.
0: Nice. Very cool. And so I'm going to shift a little more personally here. I love the business vision. We're going to come back to that and talk in depth about how you got there, how you uncovered that. Um, how that could affect people who are listening in today. But what's your personal vision? What are are you up to as a person? What do you want to accomplish over the next 10, 15, 20 years?
1: Um, As a person, I view myself as an agent of positive change. That's just how I've always kind of referred to myself. So my personal vision is to just leave an indelible mark on as many people as I can and help as many people as I can as both a professional and as a friend. And in a lot of cases, those kind of get blurry, right? My yeah. professional acquaintances and networking partners often become really good friends. Um, and just lift up as many people as possible by being of service to them. So that that's my yeah. vision. Um, I hope to always be a great mom um, and a great wife and a great daughter and a great aunt. So all those personal relationships are really important to me. I hope to get better at them. I would say that as a, an accountant, uh, I've made a lot of sacrifices over the year in terms of years in terms of time with my kids and, you know, relationships along the way. So it's becoming more and more important to me as I get older <laughs> <laughs> uh, to, you know, really take the time to make sure that people know how important they are and, and show them and show up and be present in all the right ways.
0: That's awesome. I'm glad you incorporated that. Um, and it's such a, it's such a tempting thing. I'm not going to call anybody out specific, um, that's been on the show, but it's so tempting to answer that personal vision question where you circle it back to your audience and and why it matters about what you're doing for people. And and that's cool. And I get that. But, um, you know, I think it's helpful for people to know who the leaders are out there that are also human, um, you know, and that also care about their family, um, you know, and care about those aspects of life. Um, so. Uh, thank you for sharing that boldly. And um, I am one of the people who puts family first. Um, like I'm dad before I'm CEO um, and, and everything. And, um, you know, I've been, I've been a stay-at-home dad since I was 21. Um, I've been perfect at it. I have my, my errors and, and the things I lose sight of as well. But I think there's great opportunity for corporations um, and professionals to try to make more room uh, for, for the balance and the victories that could come from doing just that. So very wise of you. Anything you want to add?
1: Uh, you know, I would just say that you just can't get that time back. So Mm -hmm. choose wisely.
0: Right. Well said bittersweet and uh, most of us, most of us listening can appreciate that. Um, and so, uh, again, we're going to dive into this time. We're going to dive into a darker, um, subject. What's your worst, business experience ever
1: oh man <laughs> oh, are we talking about like client experience are we talking about business partner experience
0: I promise we... not to dictate <laughs> i will let you i let you choose that route you know I, I let's think you know just i would say think in your heart and your mind um whoever's listening in you know like what what might they benefit the most from um what story
1: okay so i think I, at some point, there was a question like on Facebook or something. What would you tell your younger self? Um, and I remember thinking to myself, the first thing I would tell myself is always have my own legal counsel. Okay, so even when you think someone is looking out for you and they are, oh, but they tr- you trust them and they're going to give you a great job and pay you good money and blah, 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 you get your own attorney and you make sure that every document is written. That protects you in the right way. That would be my, like, from a bad business experience, I would just make sure that you have all your I's dotted and your T's crossed in every legal document you sign. Make sure you know what is going to, um, what might hurt you and what might help you. So
0: it is interesting what superpowers come from our traumas. True. Um, You know, I I hear it and I've, i would i would second that i think it's very wise for people you know you you don't want to get stuck living in fear but you also have a duty to learn how to protect yourself um you know as a as a business owner you are vulnerable in so many different ways mm-hmm. and um some of us are more risk tolerant than others some of us recover um or or like the recovery process i guess more than others but um uh, you know that's not necessarily a good thing um
1: it's but I, like- I would
0: I would say you want to be prudent about that do you have any i mean this is outside of your scope and i, I get that nobody here listening right now can listen to me for a lot, for financials for legal advice um let me just put all the compliance stuff down right now we're speaking friend to friend right now um but susan where, where do you recommend they turn for that
1: Well, I I think you have to build a team of people around you. And this is one of the things that we like to do at our firm is we call it the ICO25 in case of emergency 25. There's 25 different roles that need to be filled to surround you as a business owner. And, you know, a lot of that translates into personal as well. You know, there's some overlap sometimes, like insurance is both business and personal. You know, a uh, financial advisor might do both the company 401k and maybe your your personal investments, right? So sometimes there's some overlap there, but it's really sort of building this network of people around you who can help you. Now, I would say if you were, if I was going to talk to 28 year old Susan <laughs> and say. Hey, who are you gonna call as an attorney? To look out for you. I would. I don't think I had a network at that time, where I would have known who to call. So that's where you. I, I would say the first thing is is build a network. I don't care how young you are. What if you're in corporate America? If you are in an advice, you know, professional services network with people build a network go create a linkedin go talk to people meet with people have coffee create the rolodex maybe it's digital now and not necessarily paper-based but create this system for yourself stay in touch with these people don't be afraid to refer business and 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 build your own set of trusted advisors who eventually you will begin to lean on as you move forward in your career and as you meet people who need them and it will be win-win for you in the end.
0: Wow, I love this. I, this is gonna be one of my favorite episodes, um, I think for a very long time. And here's why. Most of us as visionaries um, live in the future. Um, you know, we're, we're looking at the future, but from the standpoint of like what we could accomplish, where we can go with it, the service we could provide. Uh, what's so interesting about your vision is, and, and it's funny too, today I also interviewed Neil Katz, great interview. He also brought up networking as an important element so he brought in the people that had to do with the vision but you've also brought up the structure of legalities and the the people as they pertain to the existing entity and what it reminds me of is and this is all a giant game to me by the way visionaries like everybody's listening like this is all it's supposed to be a game have some fun with it but right. I, what i see when you're talking about vision is i don't see a a, a light speed direction towards this thing you're endlessly hoping for you're like talking about the like building a city laying the laying the roads interconnect the buildings you've kind of got me grounded on the here and now Mm -hmm. in a visionary way which is really unique and cool i appreciate it so like i'm like oh yeah the rolodex oh i take that for granted i back up my contacts at least once a year um you know and and get them onto multiple email accounts i don't i've never told anybody that um right and I don't remember who taught me that but some old dude a long time ago probably taught me to do that. Yeah. Um and those are those are again those things like you don't want to go through the nightmare of missing out on the foundation of your vision. That's what it is. It's foundation. I it kind of got the wrong yeah,
1: It is foundational. You're right. And and it is sort of you know maybe I think I really like that analogy of sort of it, it being like a city because I believe that what we have, we just have to sort of reorganize it, both in our mind and, I guess, in some type of reality. Um, and once we do, it's more geared towards helping us to achieve those purposes, right? It, yeah. You know, we can't un- we can't completely throw out like I'm like I can't throw out my entire profession, right? <laughs> like, <you're> like, <laughs> although some people have said it needs to die, you know. Um, uh. However, you know, some people you know, say stupid things.
0: Right, and that's
1: true. I mean, there's some some there are some business models and strategies. I think we can all say, okay, everyone just needs to stop doing that because it doesn't work. We don't like it, right? So if we all spent time and we kind of reorganized our reality into something that had a better foundation, it sort of becomes like a trampoline, right? It's this it's this you know can give you the springboard to the future, and that that sort of. What I like to think about when I think about what we're creating and Unboxed is, you know, we're not going to throw it all out, but we are going to reorganize it, and maybe it's like un- turning over the puzzle pieces so that we can have a better picture, right? And and actually have more clarity going forward instead of it being so fuzzy. Like, does my CPA do that? You know, who does that? Like, there's a new law that just got passed called the Corporate hmm. Trans- Transparency Act, and one of the questions out among professionals is, uh. Are the accountants going to do that? Are the attorneys visited? Like who's going to do it? Like because accountants don't want any more to do. (laughs) Right.
0: I bet attorneys don't either. Just guessing. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, they still bill by the hour. So, you know, that's That's true.
0: uh, That's true. CTP certified treasury or what uh, is that?
1: Certified tax planner.
0: Oh, certified tax planner. Okay. I went too far. Um, I was looking on Google, too. I was like, hold on. What is a certified treasury professional? That sounds yeah, I, yeah, um
1: For a banker, that would be a good thing to have. So a certified yeah. tax planner. So there's an um, organization called the American Institute of Certified Tax Planners. Okay. And uh, believe it or not, not all accountants think strategically.
0: Hmm. I figure. find
1: this hard to believe, but this is really? a very true statement. Yes. So a lot Aren't they of humans. <laughs> because- I find
0: humans make a lot of errors, me included, <laughs> by the way. So it doesn't surprise me.
1: I was kind of surprised to learn this. Um, however, in the process of preparing a tax return, one of the things that you have to do is you have to think about all the possible ways that you could avoid tax through you know, legal you know, changes in operation, entity organization, another advanced tax reduction strategy is like, and there's lots of them to explore. But most people preparing tax returns, just put the numbers in, send it out, and don't even ever think about it. And that is like, mind blowing to me. Mm -hmm. Uh, So when I started really getting into tax planning several years ago, and it was like, we set an initial goal. I remember one year to save people $750,000. And like within the first week, it was like the whole, like the little thermometer, you know, like completely filled up. I was like, we're going to need to raise the goal. How much more millions of dollars are we going to save people? And so over the course of the last four years, I've saved people in excess of $25 million in taxes. Yeah.
0: Sweet. It's
1: crazy amounts of money. And um, Big government's
0: not happy with you, by the way, about that. But the rest of us are. um,
1: (laughs) The IRS is enemy, I guess, in a way. But not really, because there's... There's actually um, an author by the name of Tom Wheelwright. He's wrote a really awesome book. Um, and it talks about how the government is really your partner in in your business. I mean, that's kind of a weird yeah. thing, way to think well, about you, it. Yeah, in
0: Texas, you're not going to get very far with that that uh voiced message i i get that but i think it's worth it to hear the outside perspectives and so i'd love to hear it what is he what is so
1: i mean the concept is is the tax code is like the government's way of being your business partner in a way i mean they don't own any part of your company but you know for every you know they're going to give you the ability to take deductions right and maybe you have a loss in the current year when you start your business um but next year when you make money you'll have the ability you know you won't get the benefit of those deductions from the prior year because you would have taken those losses before. And so now you have to share in the income, you know, share tax, you know, have a greater amount of tax due on that income because now you got to share more with the government because you benefited from the prior year by taking the losses. So, I mean, when you start to think about it that way, I was like, you know, that's actually sort of a positive way to kind of look at the IRS. So right. um,
0: it's, it's not- I think it's so liberating to try to do that because you know, it's very rare that something is inherently evil or inherently good. Right. And you got people who've made improvements to the tax processes. You have people who screwed it up. Probably, um, you have people who have to try to fix that. Right. And so it's a constant balance of, of trying And the system's So large, there's millions and millions of people, but you know, you can cry about it. You can moan about it. You can, and then accept it, or you can learn to utilize it for your benefit. But as an entrepreneur, that's not my job. I'm not supposed to do that. I'm supposed to run my business and run the city, not mess with the sewer lines of the business or the bank vaults of yeah. the business, right? There's other people who are supposed to do those aspects. And that's where somebody like you comes in, it sounds like. that's it sounds like you kind of get a kick out of learning those things.
1: Yeah. So the great thing about every business is they're totally Every business is different. So the learning curve is like it's cool to me to learn how somebody is a making money because some, I've been surprised over the years. Like, <laughs> wow, they're making money doing that. Okay, cool. That's awesome. And then just the way that a business is organized, how they staff things, divide work, you know, operations, all different. All of them are very different because the people who have founded them and, you know, kind of cast their vision, they're different. So it's great to come in and kind of learn like, what it is that they want to accomplish. So similar to the questions you're asking me, you know, people have questions or they have um, they have goals that are financial related. So whether that's you know, I want to you know buy, you know, sell my business one day and retire, or you know, I want to run it passively, uh, get investors, I mean, you know, lots of different options, give it to your kids or something like that. So um, it's nice to sort of understand sort of where they're going and what is in their mind, not only what they want to accomplish in terms of purpose and their mission, but also in terms of like that, what that means financially. Cause there's, there's usually a number that accompanies that. Like I'll know I've accomplished my mission when, and I also have X dollars in the bank.
0: <laughs> right. Absolutely. Um, that makes sense. So let's talk real quick about, I shouldn't say real quick, but what's your best experience in business?
1: Hmm. I mean, one of my best experiences was creating this opportunity for a business owner to protect an immense amount of their wealth by both saving taxes and leveraging a really advanced strategy. It was super complex, but it resulted in for this was a, a young, he was younger on the other side, you know, early 30s running a business, profitable business in the strategy that we created when he's in his sixties, he'll have access to, you know, in excess of $10 million of after tax income, just like money is just sitting there like to do whatever he wants, pay taxes, buy property, blah, blah, whatever you want. Like that type of financial freedom to me, like being able to help somebody achieve that is remarkable.
0: That's um, one, yeah, one in a million, um, you know, or or more, and that is pretty cool. So where, where do you think you would have been had he not worked with you? Just curious, do you think you would have figured it out, or um, what what could have happened? What does happen when they don't um, have the right person?
1: Usually, people, as you know, most entrepreneurs choose the path of least resistance when it comes to. Accounting, taxes, and financial planning, and the path of least resistance is do nothing.
0: Well said. I'll Keep stay going. with
1: the same accountant. I'll stay stay with the same financial advisor because it's a pain in the you know what to change, yeah. and that lack of action is what hurts them the most. So, and I totally get it that like when you got started it was your dad's accountant, you know, or your roommate from college, your frat brother from whatever, I get it. Okay, but you got to, as your company begins to become a little bit more sophisticated, you gotta go back and evaluate those relationships because I will tell you in most cases where people have friends who are helping them, their friends are not doing them any favors. They've taken that relationship for granted. Like they're not charging them very much to do it, but they're not helping them either. So um, and maybe that would be like, Susan, maybe that, what's your best advice in business? Like pay for good professional advice, pay the money. It's worth it. You are the beneficiary as the as the person making the payment. You will win every time. It might seem like, wow, that's a lot of money, but you will ultimately, like it will pay dividends down the road.
0: Yes. All right. So let me, uh, let me switch the screen thing up. I want to pull that comment back up. I I went ahead and posted it for us. Um, because and and it's probably not going to be every entrepreneur's favorite quote ever to hear, right? We're not winning massive friends here, but I'm going to double down with you on this because I support it and we, we need our vegetables as much as we may enjoy our desserts, right? Most entrepreneurs choose the path of least resistance. Right. And, and that's, that makes sense in life, right? When you got so many things going on and so much to do it, it makes sense to try to do that. But another way of saying that is you're taking shortcuts. Another way of saying that is you're kind of falling for the get rich quick traps, right? Those are all. You're, yeah, yeah, and, and I don't know if you can call an entrepreneur lazy. I guess it, it reminds me of the J O B people you talked about, with somebody who just files a tax return and doesn't think about it. Like, yeah, th- there are some who think that entrepreneurship is uh, just funny games. Those, those are more independent contractors, though. I don't think they call themselves entrepreneurs at that stage. Yeah. I didn't when I was a lazy independent contractor. Um, you know, I hadn't quite graduated the. Do I call myself an entrepreneur yet or not? Um, so, but I, I think this is so critical for people to hear and wake up and realize, like, hey, um, you know, the path of least resistance. Um, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of dangers around that path um, versus doing things the right way. Um, so, uh, yeah. you and I, we we help entrepreneurs almost in a similar capacity. I did use that city analogy on accident for the purpose of the foundation, but it is one I use often. With entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. right? So, when you're building a business, um, you have all sorts of different things that are priorities. Depends on who you're working with, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, right. So, some people are like, oh my gosh, I would never have a city without a fire department. And somebody else is going to be like, yeah, but what about the hospital? That needs to come first. And somebody <laughs> else is going to say, but the police station, because otherwise we're all, you know, all going to the criminals. Yeah. Um, right. And so, each element, well, our businesses are the same way right? Do I mess with finances first? Do I do vision? Do, do I get my product and service out there first, et cetera? How do you go about deciding um, how to guide entrepreneurs down that pathway? What do you start with? Or do you let them figure that out?
1: Yeah. So we actually have created a six-step onboarding process. So we spend hmm. about two hours a week
0: that sounds so planted. I just want everybody to know I did not plant that. We did not plan the six step <laughs> no, process. No, no,
1: that's this um, is totally random. Like, I'm
0: cool with it. I'm excited to hear about it. Sorry, go um, ahead. Six steps.
1: So this it, we created this because most of the time, when accountants become involved in a business, it's really just to kind of do what I would call like an order list, right? Like, okay, you need to file an 1120s. We're going to do your payroll. Monthly bank reconciliations, produce your W-2s at the end of the year. Like, we're just making a list of all the things that need to get done. Mm-hmm. And we've sort of erased that. Yes, those things need to get done. But where we really need to start is by asking these bigger questions, not because I'm the person who can solve all these things. Like, I'm not an attorney. I'm not an HR expert. I don't know everything there is to know about sales and marketing. But it's my job to ask the questions so we know what's on the business owner's mind, uncover just question after question after question, because in order to achieve true chance transformation, we have to know where it is they think they are and where it is they want to go. So this change in state, right? So it's like, you know, caterpillar to butterfly kind of thing, right? This is where you are, this is where you wanna be. So the goal is to go through and ask all of these questions in a regimented way. We give them homework, there's quizzes. And the idea is is that we're, creating this roadmap for them. And by the end of that onboarding process, we basically have a list of priorities of all the things that we are going to go through and help them to um, kind of quarterback. And this is where we're different and kind of why I think this is such a great need in the marketplace. So many business owners, I, I can't even tell you the number of times I've suggested great idea after great idea to business owner. Like, you guys should really implement a 401k. And they're like, that's a great idea. I need to do that. And the financial advisor sends out the paperwork. And first question they get to is, what's the match going to be? And they're like, I don't know. How much can I afford? I don't know what to do. And then they just like mark unread in the inbox and it just sits there. Right. That's yeah. the stuff where I feel like we need to be more involved as a part of the advisory team of say, hey, let's let's factor that into forecast. And you can see scenario one, two and three uh, at a three, four or five percent match. Let's, what do you want to do? This is how it's going to impact your profitability. This is how it's going to impact taxes. This is how it's going to impact cash. Those are the types of things like painting a little bit of a vision of the future for them. That's the stuff they need. And then take the paperwork away from them. Like It's not on your to-do list anymore. We'll do it for you so we can be both. Up. This is like done with you and done for you. A little bit of both. Like, they they need somebody to hold their hand but at the same time they need somebody who can they can actually pass a baton to and say you got this yeah i got it okay
0: i know and people are so again passively i love that you use that term path of least resistance like we love our acronyms says entrepreneurs we want everything simplified into three letters um but at the same time like it it lets you know take a step back there and i'm I'm glad you did i also catch that you're very nurturing individual so um i would I'd feel comfortable asking you dumb questions, and that's an important thing when you're dealing with 401ks or you're dealing with all uh, benefits and all these things. So um, it's it's nice to have a, a CPO doesn't talk over your head.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that your audience knows. Like, I mean, I, you made a list of the things you got to learn when you start a business. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, even just like setting up right, social many media ag- accounts. I mean, it's all it's all really hard. And There's
0: one ebook that did not do very well, and that was the 101,000 steps to setting no, up. But just kidding. But it's <laughs> it's about like that. I've tried many times.
1: It is right, and um, and you have to learn all those things. I, I I feel like, especially with accounting, money, it makes people really nervous. They know that sure. cash is the life, you know, blood of their business. If they can't, yeah. if they don't get the finances right, like it's disastrous. They also have a lot personally on the line, you know, and it's really not even like the business bank account. It's like, they don't want to fail. Right. They yeah. really want to do a good job. They really want to help people. I mean, they got into this for a reason. So, um, sometimes people come to me in their books are like, they really are, they're messy. Right. Cause they're not accountants. When they started it, they kind yeah. of just pieced it together and Sometimes they can feel a lot of shame around that. And I, my advice to people when they start to kind of feel that way, it's like, it's okay. Just know that you are not alone.
0: <laughs> like, yeah. um,
1: most every mistake you've made as a business owner when it comes to accounting or taxes, everyone else has made those too.
0: Yeah. It's okay. And I like this quote um, that you guys have here. Um, you know, it's, I had to bring it up. I was like, all right, I'm going to bring this up right now just to to look at it because, um, you know, it's, it's, that's what we should be on the lookout for is somebody who can help us feel empowered to be able to break free of that. Um, and who's actually going to be the support. And I I hope some of the people listening gather that from you.
1: Yeah, I hope so. And I really hope people will go back and kind of not, I don't want them to tolerate a bad relationship with someone, Mm -hmm. especially for accounting and taxes because it's too important to their business. Like don't tolerate bad service. If somebody doesn't call you back, they don't get your return on time. They don't respond. They don't explain things clearly. Find somebody different. There are much better people out there. Just don't tolerate bad. Don't do it. Like, It's hurting you more to not have the right advisor in that area of your business.
0: Yep, absolutely. Um, we're not going to talk about it today, but finding your exit strategies too and, and how you go about that is mission critical. Um, whether that's talking to somebody like myself or Susan, um, trying to find out, like, well, how do I go about that? You know, how does this transition take place in a way that doesn't piss off the person who's been managing my finances for uh, X amount of years? Um, you know, and,
1: yeah, or better and yet, have a conversation that includes. Both advisors in that capacity, because right. then it's like everybody's knowledge, like uh, in the room, helping you to to get the most out of your enterprise. I mean,
0: yep. It's and that. I think too, we're not going to cover it, but there are there are, there are protections when it comes to CPAs and CTPs um, that exist to protect you as a business owner if you end up in a situation where somebody's not playing nice. Um, you know, and and those are things that don't exist for marketers, for instance, or operations individuals. They don't have those types of checks and balances that exist. But if you don't know what they are, that's another thing to uh, ask Susan about and turn to her about. I, I don't have the answer for that. I would ask, I would go to a different a number of different CPAs. I would ask all three of them. I'm, I'm super skeptical when it comes to stuff about compliance. And I it's because I don't know enough about it. So yeah. I want to be well protected. I'll ask somebody old, I'll ask somebody young. And I'll ask somebody who I find very intelligent and open on the the matter. And then I'll take all three of those pieces of advice and piece together what I I think is the best path for me now that I'm a little bit more well informed on the the subject. So if you're listening in and some of the stuff is going over your head, um, know that that uh, I, I just I have full confidence that Susan will break it down for you in, in a patient way. On the flip side, if you're listening, you're like, guys, talk about more depth. Well, we're just trying not to leave people out. Um, in the process. I think Susan could go as, as deep as needed when it comes to tax planning and finances and what else you could do. The six step process makes sense. What you should be looking at is the fundamentals of the individual that I have on this interview and, and I, I find them sound. So um, what powerful lesson can other visionaries uh, learn about your experience, um, from your experience so far in, uh, in running your business?
1: Um. So I actually wrote a little booklet called The Secret Sauce to Unboxed Success and sort of did like a brain dump of like all the things that over the course of my career, I'm like, okay, here's everything you need to know. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. um, I feel like that might be like version one right now. I might I might have like version two in like a few years because it keeps evolving. The more and more things I learn we're and not only working yeah. with like doing my own business, like running my own business, but also um, working with other business owners. Okay, so I would say the most powerful lesson that I have learned is that leadership matters. Mm. Leadership matters on everything. The absence of leadership matters. (laughs) Leadership, 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 leadership. Everything that's happening in your business is a reflection of your own leadership.
0: Again, we're not making super fans here out of everybody, but I know you're making the right fans.
1: Yeah. I agree. They're hard lessons. I mean, it's hard to see it. I mean, I would actually even go one little bit further and say that whatever you see in your financial statements is a reflection of you too. Yeah. So, it, I mean, all this stuff is just, it's like a mirror. So I, I, I do think that though your mindset and how you um, lead and influence the way you dream, ideate, brainstorm, solve problems, your action-oriented behavior, your core values that are driving you, the things, the passion, the conviction, all of those things to me are like the, the essence of leadership, Right and how you convey um that to other people and help them to find all those same things in themselves um and for in a lot of cases i'm working with business owners who they they haven't got that figured out yet um and i'm working with um, my own staff who i'm trying to bring up into these roles so it's um it's
0: it's multifaceted
1: it's multifaceted. And then you yourself are continuing to learn. I mean, like nobody has all the answers, especially on that. No, gosh, no. It's, it's, but it is <laughs> that,
0: that it's so humbling and so important to and, and it's such a refreshing. I think it was refreshing for me to figure it out, to realize, to be self-aware that everything that happens in my business is my fault at the end of the day, yep. good and bad. You know, mm-hmm. like uh, the yeah. buck stops with me with the, and that doesn't mean we don't, we take credit away from people. Of course you don't, when you, when you have your victories, but it's also extremely important to own things that go wrong. Um, I just had an interesting experience, uh, right on the subject. And again, I have to own it realize like, okay, I made my missteps in this too. So just a minute ago, Susan was talking about her six steps and I pulled myself off camera because I had to go answer the door. Somebody's knocking on my door, you know, and they knock twice. So I know they're not going away. And I'm like, okay, interesting. What do I do here, right? So you were in your six steps. I was like, okay, I'll just go answer the door. It was a client of mine who just exited with us in a non-peaceful fashion. fashion. She handed me some materials, rolled her eyes, and walked away. Mm. And it's okay. I had to come back in here anyway. I wasn't ready to talk. But, you know, and she's choosing, they're choosing how they want to go about this. And it's like, oh, man, like right in the middle of the podcast, you know, and and those things they they happen and we have to be willing to take a look at okay what can i do better in the future to provide what can i do better to make sure i align with the people who are coming on board um what can i do to help people understand expectations as they're going to play out with working with us Um, our program's 180 days they were at day 93. so it's kind of like well you know, what, what, what happened? Um, you know, with understanding that this program is not finished. Um, but I, I digress point being, we all lose at times. We all have opportunities to take a step back and, and, uh, you might be great at leading the band, right. With your guitar, but that does not mean you're good at leading the concession stand. And does not mean you're good at leading the financial department. That does not mean you're good at leading those three departments to connect together. That does not mean you're good at leading the conversations with the government and your business, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There is almost no end to the depths of leadership that you have to learn as an entrepreneur if you're going to win and be successful. Yeah.
1: I think one of the other things, too, that I feel like in the last year that has been coming more and more apparent to me is that it reminds me of um, the the movie, uh, You've Got Mail, where- uh, Good soundtrack.
0: Hanks, great yeah, soundtrack.
1: Great soundtrack. Great soundtrack. And Tom Hanks' characters character is trying to, you know, starting that big giant Fox books in her store is going to close or whatever. Hmm. And they're, you know, in their little AOL chat room or whatever, talking about, like, um, you know, he's like, well, you have to fight back, take it to the mattresses. And, she, you know, she's like, but it's personal. Like, it's, it's, it starts with being personal. That I believe is a fundamental thing that we need to get back to. I think even in terms of leadership is yeah. first and foremost, it's going to be very personal, your relationship with your staff, your customers, your vendors, all of it. It's personal. We are people right. so it all starts personal first. So I would just say like, we just had to be more human about it and less business. like.
0: <laughs> yeah. The logic and the heart. You know they they gotta align um, at least for the types of businesses that that i construct and work with um i would agree with that and if if you don't then you know you find people who align with that um and and good luck um and all the may, may, yep. may you i wish you well um, on that so vision pros listening in uh we'd love to know what you appreciate about this episode um left definitely leave a comment on it if you have questions for us let us know i'm sure susan would be happy to chime in if we see it we'll make sure to tag her if, if you leave a question for her um, and, uh, she's got lead magnets coming out too, um, and, and different types of, uh, elements that you can, you can go to her website and key in on, but they can, can they connect with you on LinkedIn as well?
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Susan Bryant, sure. just so it appears here on the screen, CPA, CTP, you'll find me there on LinkedIn. I'm very active on LinkedIn. I actually just got a top voice recognition today. Some type of award where I'm a top voice. I got the email and I was like, Oh, what does that mean exactly? So now I can contribute Ooh. all these articles. Like, yeah, it's pretty cool. So you'll find me there a uh-huh. lot now.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Find your Michelle Pfeiffer lookalike, um, on linkedin.com then and enjoy the process. Vision pros. It's always great to serve you. If you need anything, let us know, subscribe, like review. We would love that. We appreciate you very much. And we will see you on the next episode. Susan, thank you for being here today.
1: Thanks so much, Jackson.